Everybody needs just the right amount of fuel to get going in the morning. For some, a nice McDonald's egg and cheese bagel is just enough to do it. Others might prefer a McDonald's bacon egg and cheese bagel. Or perhaps a sausage egg and cheese bagel. And there are those where nothing will do but a hearty McDonald's steak egg and cheese bagel. Four different breakfast bagels to get you going. Tomorrow morning, give your engine a head start at participating McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Deezer. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. All that stuff really does help an awful, awful lot. We're brought to you by our good friends at Stanley Law Offices. Go ahead and visit them, stanleylawoffices.com. And of course, it's simple. Just call Joe. A big thanks as well to Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State, the Allen Angus Pub, Camillus Golf Club, and our great friends at the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group. Become a better leader both personally and professionally with the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group. Online at vcgtransforms.com. That's vcgtransforms.com. I feel like I'm going in a time machine right now. I can just see her. With the microphone on the on the baseline at the Riley Center uh, when I was a student and seeing her uh, when I was an intern at the Empire Sports Network, uh, just amazing coverage, a tremendous journalist for a long, long time. Let's bring her in. She's the uh, XTV news anchor and sports anchor for Empire Sports, uh, doing some great things uh, right now, and we'll get up to date on uh, what those things are, Strategic Communications Pro, uh, and you can get her on Twitter, at Ginger Jeffrey. Ginger, amazing to have you. Uh, it seems like yesterday that you know you were down there covering the Bonnies and, and doing all the great things uh, sports journalism-wise in Buffalo, and we'll get caught up with uh, with your current uh, career and, and status now. How are you? Oh, it's going great. Yeah, it's great to have these uh, great flashback memories. Like I can picture it too, the Riley Center back in the day. Lots of, lots of good times. Yeah, no doubt. How how crazy is this Buffalo Bills run right now? I mean, what what's going through your mind? Uh, it's amazing because you know, I moved to Buffalo in 2001 to work at the Empire Sports Network, and basically from the whole time I've been here, 2001 till now, they've been horrible. You know, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> and we've been a lot of bad football. You know, there's always been those little glimpses of maybe, 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 but never quite there. But now, finally, we've got this super exciting team, and yeah, these first couple of playoff games have not been the super exciting kind of uh, games that we saw you know, late in the season with the with the Bills. But hey, we're, we're we're winning. We're two games away from being Super Bowl champions. Oh my this, God. Amazing. When you say that, you almost kind of do like a little chuckle to yourself, don't you? Like one win away from the big game, two wins away from it. it, it it's unbelievable. It really is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, we endured so much bad football to get to this point, and to see this town come alive. You know, you drive around town; people got you know bills and inflatables in their yards, and signs hanging in their windows. Businesses have you know signs, yeah. you know, go Bills. It's just it's 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 building each week by week, and it's 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 amazing to be yeah within. Two, two wins of the, the big championship, and I know the Bills have been in the big game before. You know, but you got to believe this, this could maybe be the year. It's unbelievable. It really is. It's crazy. So, are, where are you now? Are you like in the suburbs of Western New York? And, w- and what are you doing professionally for my listeners? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm in the, the northern suburbs, and um, I'm now the director of communications at Canisius High School, which is uh, the Jesuit high school for boys' grades uh, 9 through 12 here in Buffalo. So I've been there for five and a half years, and it's been a, a great place to be. It's it's it, Working at a high school is much more exciting than I thought it would be. When I took the job, I'm kind of like, oh, it's high school. I don't know. Is it going to be fun? But, but no, it actually, it really is, and, and you um, you get to see the, the kids, uh, the sports kids there as they're evolving. We have a, 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 a graduate who's uh, with a Ohio State now. He's one of the top kickers in the nation, and he just declared for the for the NFL draft. So it's kind wow. of exciting to see this kid that I knew in high school. Now he's you know a senior in, in college, and he's mo- most likely going to land with an NFL team and be kicking in the NFL. So you know it's it's great to root for these guys. You know, seeing them develop and, and get this far. Yeah, it's neat. I, I I think the high school level. I, I remember I student taught for a little bit when I came out of Bonaventure, just kind of you know chasing the media gig and whatnot. And you're just picking up everything you can. You're living at home. You're, you know you're you're just you're. you're you're trying to, to kind of find your way, and I probably still am trying to find my way. But the, the, the reality, yeah, seriously. But the reality is, though, is that I, I, I thought about it. And I said, you know, if I ever ended up doing this teaching thing, I would, I would do the high school level. I just think it's such a great, um, you know, nine. All the, all the grades have their own, their own special part. You know, junior, senior year, it's kind of the, the cap of it and the exit, and then you follow where they go and the development part. And if you're a young you know, teacher, you're only just what seven, eight, you know, even ten years away from their age, so you kind of can relate to each other there. And then the ninth grade is you're almost building building the resume, which I, I think is kind of neat. Yeah, those high school years, they they really do grow so much, you know, because being you know nine through twelve at Canisius, you see them come in as ninth graders as freshmen, and and they're so young looking, and you know they're kind of wide eyed. Most of them have come from small middle schools to this big high school and it's just can be very intimidating but, but by the time they're seniors they, they've you know matured physically they've you know they're much taller and just so much more grown up looking but just you know they, they don't have that wide-eyed scare look you know they're, they're figuring their place out in the world I mean obviously they still have you know more growing and learning to do but but that transition from those those four years from ninth to 12th grade I mean, there's there's a lot a lot of progress a lot of maturity that happens in those years you know if, if, if you can communicate well you can cross over into a lot of different places and industries. So you've been, you know, you're doing the communications thing now and you were on air, you know, on camera. Um, You could probably do a lot of other things that are out there because you're, you're a communicator. How have you, do you think, I guess not how, but what have you, what have you taken from the journalism on camera days of empire and how, you know, implemented it into what you're doing now and almost vice versa like if you if you reversed it and went from where you are now to like a tv gig you know how how have you kind of shared the skill set if that makes sense yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of it to me is it's about telling the story. You know, when you're a journalist, journalist, you you find the story and, and you figure out what what you put yourself in the mindset of the listener or the viewer. You know, what do they want to want to know or the reader? What 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 do they what would it would appeal to them? And so, as a journalist, you're always trying to do that to to take a whole bunch of information, find the most important things, and and tell the story of it. And it's sort of the same thing now in my role at Canisius. I'm telling the stories of the school, you know, whether it's a classroom that's doing something really cool, or, or an alumnus who's gone on to great things, or, you know, one of our sports teams, or you know, whatever it is, you find that interesting story, and, and you you figure out a way to tell it, you know, and, and I think that's a, a unique ability that us, us in the communications field have, you know, it's that some people don't get that. They want to just, like, throw a whole bunch of information at you but but we 
as communicators can find what makes the story interesting and, and, and present it in an interesting way, if that makes sense. Yeah, no doubt about it. Director of Communications at Canisius High School out in Buffalo, the former TV star of Empire Sports Network. Do you, do you ever talk to the... Uh, to the old crew, the gang, you know, Bob Trimble, Josh Mora. I know Howard's still doing great work for WGR locally, and it was WNSA Radio with Empire at the time when they were kind of uh, one and the same, so to speak. Um, do, do you talk to, you know, videographers and anchors and reporter? I mean, do you, do you get into that? John Kilbin and I talk all the time. In fact, I was texting him this morning, telling him that you were coming on. Um, he, he's he's just a terrific friend of mine. Do, do you connect with people still from there? Yeah, yeah. You'll have to tell Kelp I said hi. It's been a while since we've connected. But yeah, most of them I'm friends with on, on Facebook or Twitter. And, of course. <laughs> yeah, so I follow them mostly on, on social yeah, media. Yeah. As far as like, connecting in person, it's it's kind of been a while. But, right. but yeah, it is. that's one of the great things about social media, staying connected that way. But I, yeah, I know there's some that are living in Florida now or other parts of the, the country, and it's great to see them. Like I, one of the photographers at Empire, he was just starting his family when when, I, when we were at Empire. But like now he posts pictures on, this, on Facebook, <laughs> and his kids are all growing up. Up yeah. now it's like wow where did the time go but yeah it's, it's great to stay connected we even have a, a facebook uh, group for empire alums which is kind of neat really um yeah. i i'm i i think i think that i count as an empire alum because i intern I so. there right so i'm alum i have to be an alum of empire right well we'll have to get you in the empire alum group on facebook <laughs> uh actually i should join that because i could get more people on my show um yeah. One thing you just mentioned that you know the the time flying and all that. I I, I was an intern at Empire twenty years ago, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I was a sophomore at St. Bonnie, and they were really good. Ninety nine two thousand made the tournament. Um, what did you enjoy the most when you went down there to cover games? Oh, you know, it was it was something working at Empire. It was because it was a sports operation that was it was really done right. You know, they had photographers and reporters you know now a lot of tv stations you know the photographer and reporter are one and the same and they're going to five different stories in one mm-hmm. day and, and back in the day at empire where you had a photographer and a reporter generally signed to one a story maybe one story a day maybe two but yeah you really had time to focus and and find those stories and develop it and you know get the interviews you need spend time writing it and editing it really make it good so those are the things that i remember is that we we were able to to do a good job covering things because we had the, the resources and and there was so much to cover too because empire wasn't just buffalo in western new york we went into to rochester and all the way to syracuse so you know we i used to go um to syracuse for basketball and football games and cover those for empire so it was kind of neat just getting to go you know beyond western new york but to, to cover the stories bring them bring them home to people there's no doubt about that. I, I think, you know, with Empire, it's crazy because Empire Sports was before the Yes Network, before SNY, before yeah. across the country, tons and tons of cable, um, you know, groups and divisions that were in specific markets covering those specific teams. And I remember Empire was a monster. I mean, I would leave from my internship, I would drive back to Bana, and I would turn on Empire again before I went to bed. And it was yeah. it was it was a source. It was a news breaking uh, source. It was where people went for the best interviews and content. It was a, a, a station that the players and coaches watched. Um, what ha- what what? I guess my question would be. I still think there's a place for a, 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 an empire now in Buffalo, especially now with the Bills as good as they are and all the rest and the Sabres people still care an awful lot about. Um, 
do you, do you ever see a return of something like that, like 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 a cable division in Buffalo? Do you ever see that happening in the future? I think it's possible. I would think that the Pagulas have probably looked at that. <laughs> probably, um, yeah. And, and I'm not a number crunching person, but I, I gotta figure that probably the numbers don't make sense at this point. Like maybe they can make more money by having you know MSG broadcast the Sabres games and it just maybe just doesn't make financial sense at this point but but maybe at some point someone will figure out a way to make it work financially and and make it happen because you're right it it was such a resource and and other markets have this and and we don't and I I know it's the the media landscape has changed a lot since Empire went under I was was thinking back you know when I was when I was thinking about uh, doing this interview with you um, just about how different it was when I was a reporter at Empire, like we didn't have laptops or cell phones when we right. went out in the field, right. which it seems crazy yeah. now because you know social media and all that stuff yeah. that didn't even exist yet. So yeah. yeah, Empire was such a source, and now there's other sources. There's everything's all over the internet now, so you don't necessarily need an empire as much. Um, but no, I, I think there is still some value to it if you could figure out the right way to structure it financially. Maybe it could happen someday, and, and hopefully it will. Yeah, I remember Galasano was approached about you know keeping it when everything was kind of going down the in flames with. Regis uh, and all the stuff that he had pulled with the Adelphia group and all that and, and I know he had turned it down but I just look back to it now and the way we operate I know a lot of people got rid of their cable you know, you know, cut the cord. People say it all the time. I, I haven't cut the cord because if I go out and get all the other platforms and add everything up plus the high-speed internet, it, everything costs the same, if not more. So I'm way more happy keeping my cable, having it in three rooms, you know, flipping back and forth to where the channels I want. I don't get interrupted. I have great internet. I can watch some stuff on my phone if I'm cleaning my kids' dishes or whatever. It's like, it just makes a lot of sense. And I think about Empire a lot when I'm doing that in the modern day of, of, of today, Ginger, because... I'm like, you know what? Like Empire pioneered a lot of this stuff that we're doing right now. You know, if I flip from the Yes Network to uh, a football game, I, you know, I'm thinking Empire right there because I'm like, man, that was like the Buffalo sports way to do it back in the day. Right. Yeah. And I, I think maybe some of the problem that Buffalo has is that it is a smaller market than, you know, obviously, obviously these bigger te- television markets and there may not be the, the corporate dollars here that you get in the, the bigger cities. So that might be why it doesn't make financial sense. But, you know, the, the media landscape is, is has changed and it continues to change. I mean, you just look at all the streaming services I mean, there are so many more today than there were even just two years yeah. ago. So where this landscape is shifting to, you know, maybe there, it's shifting to a place where it can be financially doable and the Pagulas or someone will step up and, and take the reins and, and make it happen because it would definitely it would definitely be a crowd pleaser. It's just I think it's uh, figuring out how to make it work financially. No doubt. I, I think I think it, it's it was so cool. It was so fun. So many awesome memories. Couple more for you. Um, <laughs> you were saying how much fun you're having now in your in your current gig. Do you do you see yourself doing? You know, th- this is it. I'm here to stay in 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 the field. You know, working at a high school, doing the communications thing. Do you? Is this it for you? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see myself going back to TV. I mean, it was it was a great career, you know, because I transitioned from uh, sports into uh, news. I worked for uh, Channel 7 here in Buffalo mm-hmm. as a news reporter and anchor, and, and that was great. But, you know, I, I, just, I think the industry has changed a lot, and I'm happy now to be out of TV, so I don't see myself self going back to that. So, yeah, I think I'm, I'm in the communications field to stay now. I really am enjoying it and kind of enjoying being behind the scenes a little bit. It's, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I, and I'll tell you, it, I, you were describing, you know, the, the no cell phone lab 
laptop thing as a reporter. I'm going, it's amazing when you go out and you see people now. It's like they're on their phone constantly in between hits. They're tweeting in between hits. They're taking pictures, and they're on a laptop in between hits all the time. And Because uh, I, I remember I used to go with Trimble a lot to the arena for the hockey stuff, for the Sabres. Mm-hmm. And I'd go to Kenesha's with Kilby, and I, I was all over the place. I, I, I just I couldn't get enough of it. I, that internship was amazing. I, I, I was... I was just like into it, and you know, I, I remember uh, when I went down to the arena one time. It was a Penguin Sabers game in early October, and it was the same exact night actually that uh, the 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 Yankees and A's were playing Game Three of the ALDS, the Jeter Flip Night, and um, and I'm like, yeah, I'll do the Penguin game, and then all of a sudden the schedule comes out. I'm like, oh shit, what am I gonna do about the Yankees? You know, so I drive I drive back to Bana. Um, you know, and, and like I'm, I'm radioing it and I'm, you know, but I I had this experience at, at, at the arena. I just remember like Trimble and and all these guys, like they just stood in front of the thing and it was, okay, we're we're going in two, Bob. Okay. And check your watch. And, and they were going like, there was no phone. There was no, there was no nothing. And and everybody was like, Hey, uh, before I left Lindsley, make sure you go to, uh, into the locker room with the Penguins and make Mario Lemieux talk. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure thing guys. You know, it, but, but it was like, you know, that would have been tweeted. See what I mean? Like that would have been yeah. tweeted. Like if somebody had told me that as an intern, now I would I would run to Twitter and go, ha ha, the guys at Empire just told me to get Mario Lemieux to talk. Ha ha, my introduction into the industry. Like it, it's just those little things on social, you know. It's it's wild stuff. Um, okay, let's do a quick uh, a quick little thing. I like uh, it's a game I like to call quick hits, where I, I give you a couple of quick questions and you give me uh, a couple of quick answers. you, you got to be on your toes. You ready? Oh, boy. All right. Let's go for it. Favorite buffalo chicken wing spot? Oh, man. I'm not a buffalo chicken wing person. Okay. Interview um, over. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I think wings smell great, but I'm always disappointed when I'm, I'm going to make myself the uh, outcast in Buffalo by saying this, but like I always wow. think they smell great, but they're, they're always kind of a disappointment to me when I actually eat them. I'm like, yeah, they're not that great, so wow. I'm probably not the best person to ask about chicken wings. Will the Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl? Yes, let's say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite activity in the city of Buffalo for you? I'm enjoying the parks. I'm in Delaware Park all the time. So, hey, if anybody sees me in Delaware Park, please wave. I'm there all the time. I love it. F- a favorite bill to cover when you were at Empire? Um, good question. I didn't cover the bills a whole lot. Um, so I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that. I was more of a, a Sabres All right, favorite, fav- favorite Sabre to, to, uh, to cover? Uh, probably Danny Briere. He was just, you know, such an exciting player. Plus, he's a small guy. I'm a small person, so I always <laughs> like to root for him. And he was a great interview, too, so... Yeah. Most underrated thing about the city of Buffalo is? Um, hmm. Underrated thing. Uh, I guess the people. It's, it's just such a, a great welcoming place. Ginger Jeffrey, awesome to have you at Ginger Jeffrey on Twitter, doing some great things at Canisius High School, now the former TV anchor at Empire Sports Network. Terrific career throughout. Continued success, Ginger. Thanks so much for uh, jumping back in the time machine with me, and uh, go Bills. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, Mike. Thanks. Go Bills. The ML Sports Platter is all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by our great friends at the Al and Angus Pub, Ken's Auto Detailing, and Empower Federal Credit Union. Log on today to EmpowerFCU.com. Find your peace of mind at Empower Federal Credit Union. A big tip of the cap thank you as well to Welch & Company Jewelers. Go shop the showcase today, WelchJewelers.com. That's WelchJewelers.com. I also want to quickly mention in closing, the artist for 2021 on the ML Sports Platter kind of like to 
you know, move things around a little bit and highlight different artists each year. Uh, the official painter and artist of the ML Sports Platter is the terrific, the talented Dave Choate. Go visit him online at DaveChote.com, at DaveChote on Twitter. He's got it all going on, man. It is fantastic stuff. Great prints, all sports, a little bit of politics and history and music and a bunch of different um, entertainment things that he does work for uh, as well. Painting, you know, awesome things like Bo Jackson and the Fab Five, Martin Luther King, uh, you name it. Go to DaveChote.com and check him out. Dave Choate is the official artist and painter of the ML Sports Platter. Thanks again to Ginger Jeffrey. I'm Mike Lindsley. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cashback Match. Now to recap and say cashback one more time. We match all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com slash cloud. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.